to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside. Could add something special. <laughs> please, please don't hurt me. You know, I really thought you were the one. <laughs> Don't worry. Sooner or later, I'll find her. I've had plenty of relationships, uh, but in the end, they never seem to work out. Want me to shoot his fingers? Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meads. I'm Anne-Marie Bissamon. And we're back. We're back. A dinosaur story, or a Batman story, a Batman or something story. like that. A cat girl story. No, uh, we're, we're back from the hiatus. We uh, are. I, I just noticed you've, I have a party in the back on my hair, too, on the live There's stream. There's a party? In the back. I have a little bit of a mullet going on, is what I'm saying. Uh, oh. Because I haven't got my hair cut since Gotham went off the air because I said I'm not getting my haircut until I find out what this ogre is all about. Uh, so, so we're going to go ahead and do that soon. By the way, uh, <laughs> we do have a chat room here chat, chat, at live.universebox.com where we... We record the show live every uh, evening, every Tuesday evening. Not every evening. Yeah, not That's, every that'd evening. That would be a lot that'd of episodes. That would be intense. At 8.30 p.m. EST, uh, universebox.com. We love to have you over there. We love uh, showing the chat, talking to the chat, referring to the chat, and just having you guys there chat, to be kind of like, like a party. It, it, it's a big party. <laughs> There's a party, party in our chat room. So fun. So it's okay. Fun. We're a little loosey-goosey it's this episode. Well, we're tonight. coming back from a big break. We did have our spoiler party yes, a couple weeks ago. Yes, uh, so definitely check that out. Also, a, a big uh, we had a teaser from uh, the executive mm-hmm. producer of Gotham, John Stevens. That's awesome. So definitely uh, check that out. Episode 28, if you want to check that out. But mm-hmm. I, we're here to talk Gotham. We're here to talk Gotham. This uh, week's Gotham. Enough with this Billy Ballying around, Anne-Marie. Oh, go ahead Billy Ballying. Get, yeah, go ahead and give us the uh, rhyming, riddling episode summary. All right, want. let's see how this goes. <clears throat> where would you take Miss Grace Fairchild? The ogre's apartment is where things get wild. If a fish can swim, why does she need a ship? She doesn't it's all just another moony swap trick what do junkies land on not their feet <laughs> will cat girl teach batman how to seem street will jim take the case or live one more day the thrills and the hunt in this week beasts of prey beast of prey beast of prey, beast of prey. Beast of prey. what'd you think it was really good you liked it also like it was good i mean it was definitely a getting back into it thing mm-hmm. but you know things happened important things happened definitely. cool things happened definitely so how I- about you they they made some very interesting, uh, uh, unusual stylistic choices with uh, kind of how the episode was uh, laid yeah. out. But I, I liked it overall, yeah. definitely. They, I, I had a couple minor quibbles, but nothing major. Nothing oh, major. Minor quibbles? Just minor. No quibbles, though, right? No just quibbles. quibbles. Uh, just quibbles and bits. Quibbles and bits. Quibbles uh, but and bits. I, first of all, the, the first main thing I wanted to talk about, and this is pretty standard for me. I'm, I'm a big Batman fan, so generally the stuff with uh, Bruce and Alfred and Catgirl really gets me going, right? Yeah. I so uh, apparently Bruce Wayne doesn't have any street smarts whatsoever. I don't know why. It's not like he's been locked up in a Wayne Manor for his entire life or something. Oh wait! Oh it is. wait! 
He has. So while he's very, you know, book smart and very intuitive and will become the world's greatest detective, all that sort of things, he doesn't have a lot of street smarts. Uh So uh, every scene with Catgirl in this episode kind of stresses this uh, from him not expecting her to hit people with a brick, you know, when she's like, I could have hit you with a brick. And he's like, why would you do that? that? It doesn't make sense. Very, very naive, Bruce Wayne. Very, very naive. Uh, And then, uh, you know, also the thing where he didn't know realize what a shooting gallery was he thought it was a gun range not okay see and i can't blame him because i totally would have been the same person oh really yeah i had no idea like i i honestly never expected to see like a like a kind of like an opium den kind of thing on network tv like that it reminded me almost of a scene from a breaking bad where walt goes in and finds jesse pinkman in a place like that really after a big bender yeah more things i don't understand you should watch that sometime. It's a good yeah, show, Breaking Bad. I, but I, I also thought it was uh, fitting that Alfred was sidelined considering, uh, you know, Alfred is there. He can help Bruce learn how to fight, how to detect, all yes. that kind of stuff. Alfred doesn't have a lot of street smarts. He's right. more of a, a warrior, a soldier kind of thing. Where oh, yeah. uh, So Bruce needs Selena Kyle there to kind of uh, show, show him uh, all the, all the, all the, the uh, street tricks. Got it. That's Selena fair. Kyle street tricks. <sighs> Uh, I, I was going to do an infomercial thing, but then I couldn't think of a realistic 800 number. <laughs> Rough. 1-800-555. So once they get to the, uh, the, the heroin den, the shooting gallery, and shooting uh, they, they find Reggie there, which I wasn't expecting him to be a junkie necessarily i was but Were i actually a I was little bit of junkie but they, definitely thought he was a gambler mm-hmm. definitely saw a gambler see i thought maybe alcoholic i wasn't expecting junkie mm-hmm. uh but they gotta so, take it dark so they confront uh reggie there and uh you know they get the information uh, that uh sid bunderslaw and uh, i forget her first name but mathis uh were behind everything right. like you know trying to suss out what was going or how much bruce knew mm-hmm. uh, which by the way sid bunderslaw i believe we saw him in that wayne board meeting because i saw some people speculating about him mm-hmm. uh, there's an actor who plays him too that's listed on imdb but what were you gonna say um i was gonna say the one of the things i actually did catch from that was he said something like they were scared of you or he was scared of you which is why i went i had to go after you this is the wrong note <laughs> i'm like zelina what no um oh sorry uh, yeah i did find here it's uh Listed as Sid Bunderslaw on the Gotham cast, casting sheet is Michael Potts, which uh, Michael I, Potts. I believe I saw him in the in the Wayne board meeting. I could be wrong, though. Um, he was scared. That's why he sent me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean. Scared of being found out, I'm guessing. Right. But mm-hmm. he was, you know, scared of what Bruce had to say and do and stuff. Yeah. And we, we know that Mathis had a. Oh, the Joker's in the chat room. Oh, hi, Joker. Hi, Joker. Look at this Joker. <laughs> Look at that joke. <laughs> um, but I, I know that uh, Mathis also was there when they sh- when they went to out to a what was that warehouse thirty nine I think yeah. where all the supernatural yes. kind of stuff was being yes. stored. I and I, I know she was there for that too. So yeah, I, they're definitely kind of pressing in, getting a little too close. Yeah. Uh, but you know, after Reggie gives them that information, Cat uh, makes a difficult choice. She does <laughs> over by the window. Well, she really she saves Bruce from himself mm-hmm. because I mean he's all like oh, I want to push him out the window and she's just, she can see it and she can't even morally let him do it yeah yeah she's like yeah no well do you think she couldn't let him do it or she saw that he wouldn't 
because because um, he had he was like going for going for the butt going for the buttoning like backed up all of a sudden. I think she um, she took the choice out of his hands. Mm-hmm. She didn't let him have to make that moral choice because she's already a criminal. She's are she lives she's she couldn't do that to him. Mm-hmm. They're still tight. <laughs> they got they got a thing going on. Yeah. Um. I don't think she would let him do that. Yeah. And I th- I think it was a situation that she realized in that moment that if if they let him go if they let Reggie walk away from that situation They're Bruce gone. was pretty much dead right because he's gonna rat him out guaranteed so, yeah. but I, I definitely enjoyed the the interrogation scene too uh, definitely uh, David uh, young, I forget his last name I can't but, pronounce uh, the it. kid who plays Bruce Wayne <laughs> uh, finally getting to flex his uh, bat wings a little bit in the yeah. interrogation scene that was a very Batman interrogation right uh, too, I, although he, he didn't sell me on you know the the intensity of the Batman in that interrogation scene as much as he has in previous episodes. Mm. Like I, I, I it, it could have been just a transitional thing too. Like maybe maybe he was playing feeling uncomfortable in the space or something because right. you know he's not used to being he's in a place. He's not being like there. No. But do you think do you think that Bruce is still going to want to work with Selena after this? I, I, I mean, if this was a situation with a uh, Batman and a uh, Catwoman, Catwoman, then then uh, you know Batman would just turn her into the police and be done with it. Most likely for killing somebody like he usually lets her like slide with like stealing stuff. stuff. Yeah. But killing somebody is a whole different. I don't know. Level. I don't I, I, I don't know because she mm. kind of did it to save him. Oh, by the way, Bobby in the chat room uh, says uh, he, he thinks that uh, she saw that he wouldn't. And that's why she did it. So hashtag team bill. <laughs> but go ahead. Wait, I believe AM is right. Oh, oh, ultimately, I believe AM is right. So <laughs> team bill. Oh, um, <laughs> Yeah, if you agree with Amory, uh, throw out a hashtag Team, team Bill. What? <laughs> We've reversed it. No, no reversage. <laughs> no reversage. Yeah, yeah I, th- I personally think that he'll probably let it slide this once. Don't kill anyone again, Selena. Now, now, no more murder. No more murdering, Catgirl. No more murdering. No, but overall, as always, that was one of my favorite parts or plot the lines in the whole episode was just the whole Bruce storyline. You know? It's an amazing storyline. Mm-hmm. It just keeps like mutating and yeah and i'm, I'm growing I'm, I'm glad they featured it so much because they they weren't originally planning on having it having him in it very much at all Oh, really yeah maybe every three or four episodes or something he was supposed to be just like a little plot line dancing off in the background i think the, um their chemistry the two of them are really Carmen oh, uh, gordon and, and oh well no i was oh, gonna oh, say you mean, uh, for the uh, actors cat girl cat girl and, bruce, and yeah. bruce i think their chemistry mm-hmm. is just so phenomenal mm-hmm. and i mean they have quite a story yeah. later in life too right oh yeah for sure a great love story a great kind love of. story you always have to see the beginning yeah and sure. why they end up having to push away uh, speaking of beginnings i also think it's very cool that uh the way alfred was playing it like i'm not injured master bruce i'm gonna go and fix save I've everything i've got this i've got this oh oh i'm bleeding I'm everywhere bleeding. and then bruce just leaves him on the couch he tucks fine. him in on the couch <laughs> I was like, he doesn't what? call any medical <laughs> personnel nope. or anything marshall's on team Amory. but i i definitely i definitely uh if i if i was bruce wayne uh when i got into the batman years i would definitely be throwing that back in alfred's f- face anytime he was like master bruce you can't go out you broke a leg or something <laughs> <laughs> i'd be like you hold on alfred you were bleeding hold on wait alfred i'm bleeding remember that time you wanted to go to the heroin den and ah. you were bleeding out of your gut alfred what <laughs> We just been stabbed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, uh, Wynn says in the chat room, real cats always knock things off ledges, so her <gasps> action fits. Actually, yeah. Totally. Totally. <sighs> I like that. Okay. Nice. But, okay. You want to talk Lee. a little bit about Lee. Lee, Lee. Lee, 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 Sorry, it's a Tenacious D song. Go ahead. And that's why <laughs> I don't know it. Okay. Now, I, I asked 
Bill about this earlier. I was like, is she like a good person or a bad person? Because we know everybody seems to mm-hmm. go through a big change in the next 20 years. Yeah. And just uh, FY information, uh, in general, in the comics, yeah, she's she, she's on the side of the angels. She's probably about as close to neutral good as you can get. See, you say neutral good. I don't think she's like the, ev- like mm. the neutral good. I think she's like, what is it? Like, I want an evil good. Like, like chaotic good? Maybe chaotic good. I'll pull up an alignment chart. Pull up on. a chaotic good for her. Because she gets just a little too excited about homicide and new investigations and mm. all of that. So you're going to, okay, go ahead. Oh, this one's actually kind of fun. Here's an alignment chart uh, with only Batman in it. <laughs> it's like huh. the the alignment chart uh, via Batman. Man, hold on. Let me try and get this up here. Yeah. So I... Uh, classic 60s batman is lawful good uh then let's see uh neutral evil is uh it looks like a what kind of neutral a evil batman. even mean what <laughs> is that we'll we'll give you a D lesson um, off of the podcast so you no can be- <laughs> no D lessons but sorry go ahead back to your point about leslie i'm sorry for interrupting oh leslie okay she just seems to get way too excited about the homicides mm-hmm. and all that so it's and I'm also not sure if she's more interested in the um, case from a medical perspective or from a police perspective. Because mm-hmm. she seems to be digging even more deeper – even more deeper? I don't – whatever. English isn't working for me today. <laughs> um, from that – from the ulterior angles, like, yeah, mm-hmm. she'll bring in her medical knowledge when necessary. Yeah. But she's like, oh, no, there's this speakeasy down the road. This girl could have been my friend. We're about the same age. I thought it was really weird that all the speakeasies had registered li- liquor licenses just uh, a little bit. Yeah, that was a little weird. That was a little weird. That's Isn't that the point of a speakeasy? Yeah, that like, it's supposed to be secret and little, not little, sanctioned. Yeah, not so much. Uh, so, Wynn agrees with you, by the way, that Lee's shifty. Lee's very shifty. Leslie, sorry. No, Lee. Uh, <laughs> but... I just think it's weird because now she's had a significant hand in multiple investigations and she keeps mm-hmm. pushing Jim even when he doesn't want pushed. Yeah. And he's the pusher on the entire episode mm-hmm. or yeah, series. And we even see that a little bit in next week, a preview for next week yes. that we just watched while we were getting ready for the episode tonight. Mm-hmm. We won't be show- sharing it on this show. but No, no. Why would we talk the about The press conference scene. We'll, we'll just leave it at that. You'll know it next week. You'll know it next week. But no, she definitely seems a little off. Like she seems very superficial. And that's kind of why I feel like it feels mm-hmm. like she's like shifty, shady, fakey. Yeah. Um, I can see that. I could see something just mm-hmm. like I would be scared for the two of them to break up. Well, the thing is, too, when they have – when her and Jim have scenes together, if I didn't know they were going out, They're I wouldn't read it no. as them going out at all. No. Like I would just think they were – Friends. Friendly colleagues or whatever. Right. So that's a little strange. Where's uh, the chemistry? Where's the chemistry? It's with Barbara. Um, <laughs> Don't be Barbara. Be Helen. Um, oh, yeah. And it just seemed a little weird that she was kind of sad that she could have been friends with the victim, but she didn't know her. I'm mm-hmm. like, that was weird. Yeah. It seemed a little weird. It was almost like she was jealous of the victim because they got to be involved in this big, crazy thing. Not that she wants to die, but do you, you know well, what I mean she, by that? She might get her chance. She might get a chance. <laughs> yeah, in the well, next week set or two up. Yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, so there's that. Yeah, it, Lee, Lee has definitely. She, out of all the characters on the show, she's the one that just hasn't completely 100% won me over yet. Just, I mean, she's a fine enough actress yes. and everything. She just, she just reads as very superficial and very veneerish. Yeah. Uh, so I, I, I actually, I should probably at some point go watch uh, the actress who plays Leslie. She's lost. 
Yeah, well, <laughs> she was in on a uh, Firefly, uh-huh. among other things. But I, I need to go and watch her in some other stuff just to see if this is just how she acts or if this is a character choice. It feels like a character choice. If it's a character choice, I'm almost more supportive of it. They, yeah. But if it's just a, a her acting thing, well, maybe maybe I won't go seeking out her her next turn in in the Daredevil movie. Oh, that's Ryan. right. Yeah, because she's the uh, she's the that's love interest in the Daredevil movie they're doing with Ryan Reynolds right now. Oh. Okay, so speaking of Ryan Reynolds. Fish Mooney. What? <laughs> okay. So I, I, I have a theory about Fish Mooney here. Um, I think that Fish Mooney – now, I know we've all been angling that she's going to be dead by the end of the season. Right. Might still be the case. I also but... think they're going to make her Gotham – the TV show Gotham's first uh, sci-fi or supernatural villain. Like, you know, Batman has a ton of these. You have your Killer yeah. Crocs, your Solomon Grundys. I mean, if you expand out to the general DC universe, you have anywhere from, like, Dark Side to – you know, they, there's a lot of uh, sort of super-powered, supernatural sci-fi villains right. uh, that Batman deals with. And we haven't seen any yet in the show. Mm-hmm. Not even Poison Ivy has has her powers yet, her plant powers oh, yet. Oh, Ivy. Miss <laughs> Pepper. But, uh, so, so I think they're going to make Fish Mooney – uh, the the first one of these in, in Gotham. Now the Dollmaker says, or Doctor Dollmaker says, says uh, when he's when she breaks into his office and he catches her and everything. Mm-hmm. I will bring you back from the dead if I have to to turn you into this monstrosity. So creepy. I, and then right after that, he he mentions you know shooting her in the gut, very much foreshadowing what happens in the helicopter. So you know they wanted the the writers kind of wanted those scenes to be connected in your head, right? And so the connection kind of hit with me uh, on my second watch through. So I think what's going to happen next uh, episode, we're going to find out that uh, Fish crashed the helicopter because, right. you know, she got shot in the gut. Right. You know, you can't control a helicopter very well. Shot in the gut. And uh, so everyone else on the plane dies in, or everyone on the helicopter dies, including Fish. I think Fish will die. And then Dollmacher or the catcher or whoever, um, what, since he's huh. you know, still alive, relatively okay and everything, will retrieve her body and bring it back to life and probably give it some sort of a weird uh, sort of superpower or something like a sol- like a proto-Solomon Grundy or Killer Croc or something like that. And then Fish, uh, eventually Dollmacher or Dollmaker will send Fish back to Gotham, maybe to retrieve more uh, spare body parts, you know, something like that. Maybe she'll be his his uh, person who goes uh, goes and gets new people for him or something. Uh, but so she'll end up in Gotham in the season finale. And not only will there be a big mob showdown in the season finale, but there will also be Fish Mooney with like super strength or superpowers or maybe even in a completely different body. Who knows? I mean, it, they could cast an entirely different actor to play her. They kind of have to. Jade yeah. is not coming back. This is very true. Um, and Bobby corrects you. It's the Deadpool movie, not Daredevil. Daredevil is what is on Netflix and oh. causing me issues. Oh, was I saying Daredevil? Yes. I meant Deadpool, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't understand sure. any of it. But uh, whatchamacallit, uh, thank you very much, Bobby, for correcting my mistakes. That's why I love having the chat room. because We get instant corrections when we get something People wrong. People can go, you're wrong, right away. So, yeah, I kind of think that's how it's going to go, uh, just right. based on what they said there and uh, kind, kind of the uh, the foreshadowing I read into it. So that's my theory. I'm sticking to it. What do you think? I, I actually kind of really like it. Like, um, you told me the theory before I finished watching the episode, and I went in watching, and I was like, yes. Yep, I see that actually mm-hmm. all happening. Yeah, and, and that um, would always, that would almost make me okay with this whole f- fish plot line we've been dealing with the past few episodes because it has seemed to go like basically nowhere. Right. Like that that would that would give it somewhere to go that I would be happy about for yeah. sure. So the penguin, you mentioned the mob. 
The penguin. <clears throat> the penguin always brings up the mob, too. Um, I loved his entire... Uh, he only had a few little scenes this time, uh-huh. but I really liked them. They felt very strong to me, and it felt like um, the penguin that you picture, not the penguin we've been getting, who was kind of weak. Oh, yeah, because he's, he's been kind of unsure of himself. He's been unsure. He's been, you know, Jim's lackey almost with some things. Um, it felt it felt very st- strong, and he was very... Um, I don't know, like, well, with the fingers. But um, he just, he had a plan. He wasn't just um, being cunning when he needed to. He was being cunning because he wanted to. Yeah. Um, Poor guitarist. Why didn't they just kill him? Like, I didn't understand that because, I mean, that would definitely get uh, the daughter out of his apartment. Yeah, but they wanted to send the message. Does he ever just do anything? I mean, like that one cop, they just held him underwater (laughs) with his wife there or something. Or no, her head underwater. Mm -hmm. It's all about sending the message. They, like, Cruelty. They do like cruelty. They do like cruelty. So there's that. Um, Bobby says they're going to turn Mooney into an actual fish. I hope. I wish. I hope. Dolphin okay. fish Mooney. Gills. Sorry. Never again. <laughs> I am sorry for the audio listeners who had to hear that. Yeah, that was probably rough for the that audio listeners. That was awful. Um, I do like about the place where he's going to kill Maroney. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. And I liked how his dude, I don't even remember what his name was. Um, Gil. Maybe, which is even funnier now that you're just doing fish skills. Yeah, but uh, his, his right-hand man. Was like, I don't know why you want this. This is a dump. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're questioning him? Well, that was the question we were asking the entire episode, basically. I mean, uh, but, that's what the, but that's fine for the audience to do it. But your mm-hmm. right-hand man should um, yeah. shut up and do what you need him to. Yeah, but apparently, I guess uh, Maroney has some affection for that place or something well, because his picture, picture was, was on the, the wall. Yeah. It, was like being, it looked like he was there for a birthday party or something like family that. family or... Could the be. old neighborhood or well, would probably have, not would, family. Would family – yeah, family wouldn't sell him out like that, I don't think. Because if they were family, they would know that him and Penguin have issues probably. Yeah, one would think. I, I also really liked on his way to go cut the guitarist – fingers off that moment where he walks past uh, where Bruce is going into the gunshot and he just like it's that chill like somebody just walked over my grave kind of hit all the same notes that that Edward Nigma penguin yes. scene from I earlier love that. just a, like little brushes with your future I, yeah. I really enjoyed it really enjoyed it yeah. okay ooh, ooh, ooh. what's up I, I know what's oh, coming are you just excited I'm just excited hold on let's see here so I guess I, it's been a while it's Ready? been a while do you remember the song <clears throat> Okay, now it's time to look, look at, at this, this joker. joker. Everybody, hey, look, look at this, at this joker. joker. People Let's looking look at, this, at joker. this joker. Don't play poker with the joker because you lose. Yes, look at this joker. <laughs> this is where we look every week for clues, indications, foreshadowing, uh, references, uh, fan art <laughs> of the joker every week in Gotham. We've been doing it since uh, season one, episode one, the pilot. And by the way, you can get to this page by going to legendsofgotham.com, clicking on the big look at this joker right the up top. The big look at this joker. Yeah, and then uh, down through uh, Selena Kyle, Arkham, Viper. Man, we've got a lot of these jokers here, don't we? There's a lot of jokers. Yeah, I'm going to have to stop using my... my scroll wheel. Uh, there's a Jim Gordon with a mustache. Okay. Okay, and here's our spring 2015 hiatus Joker. Uh, While the latest episode of Gotham didn't have any big Joker nods, uh, we did want to mention the first-ish picture of of Jared Leto as as the Clown Prince of Crime. Uh, He'll be acting along with a fish husband, Will Smith, and the first live-action Harley Quinn in the upcoming film uh, Suicide Squad, uh, which is basically like uh, the Magnificent Seven with supervillains. He doesn't have the makeup on yet, but he has the green hair, creepy eyes, and the camera. Uh, Now, if you don't, if you, here's a picture of it, by the way, I'm showing it on the screen. Uh, But if you don't don't understand the camera, don't worry. Basically, it's a reference to one of the greatest Joker stories ever told, 
told uh, Alan Moore's The Killing Joke. He's uh, taking a picture of Batgirl. Like, hey, I'll leave it at that. Uh, you should read the comic. It's for mature audiences only. But uh, yeah, and there's a, there's a copy of the uh, cover or a picture if you've never seen it. Uh, definitely. And if you're if you're watching Gotham and you've never read The Killing Joke, you should probably just stop listening to our podcast. Go read it. No, not you. Not you. Not you. Stay here. I need you for this. I was like, I guess I'm out. <laughs> Okay, hey, and uh, also, I okay. also, I wanted to mention really quick that uh, it, the, we, we've started a new podcast called Universe Box, which yes. is basically story set to a theme. It's a show about everything. And we're doing a, a special episode this Thursday on Superman. Uh, so if you want to check that out, we're going to record it this Thursday live at 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. Or you can pick up the episode at universebox.com. Or we're also going to put it out as a special episode of Legends of Gotham over the weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, just so you guys can get a chance to check out that show and hopefully like it. And we're doing it on Superman. So I figure if you like Batman, you, you probably like Superman. like Superman a little bit. And I, I'm the world's biggest Superman fan. I'm going to spend the majority of the episode arguing against him. So if you don't like <gasps> Which Superman. Which means I have to argue for him. Check it out, too. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's see here. I, I forgot to put this in the doc, but we did want to mention real quick, uh, we are doing a new thing here, a, a kind of a way to help support the podcast, like yes, Universe Box, this one, Legends of Gotham, or our other thing. Yeah, greetings from Storybrooke. And that's uh, Patreon. I, I, it's at patreon.com slash universebox. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a way you can get in there and, you know, make a monthly donation uh, to kind of help us... Uh, you know, do get, what we do. Yeah. Get uh, better pay equipment. Pay for equipment, or, uh, a beer every now and again, maybe. Yeah. You know, if you want to buy us a beer, a cup of coffee or something, this is a way you can do it too. Uh, but, you know, really just to help support the podcast right. and help us get more content out there. I, now, right now we have 20 patrons and we're at 138.50 a month, That's which awesome. is great. We've we're already really hit two milestones. No more ads. Uh, we Except do a, internal ads. Yeah, we do a monthly hangout with our patrons where we go and have a big online hangout party. And uh, Bobby's picking on me. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> and uh, the, next, uh, the next milestone that we want to hit is $200 a month. And then we're going to start doing movie commentaries. <gasps> what, so fun. What are the first ones we're going to do? The first ones we're going to do is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, um, the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and uh, Goonies. Yeah, and we're definitely going to try and rotate some bat films in there, too, yes. uh, once we get that uh, get up to that milestone. And the other one, which we're probably not going to hit to, till fall, but it would, okay. would be nice if we hit it before, is uh, instant reactions where right after we watch the episode of Gotham every week, we'll come and we'll post a, a special – like Really quick, like yeah, three-minute – yeah, I'm yeah. not even going 10 minutes. Yeah. Like five, five minutes. Five to 10 minute uh, kind of instant reaction, what we thought of the episode. We'll put it out right after we watch the episode and then we'll include it on the podcast. Yep. And you can also get a lot of rewards uh, on Patreon too. Uh, you can, at any level, even 10 cents a month, you get every uh, Dog Boy Adventures book that I've ever written. Yep. And uh, then there are things like uh, we'll sing a song for you. We'll write you a letter, mm-hmm. sketches. You can do all this to help support us uh, creating great podcasts for you at patreon.com slash universe box. And uh, remember to think outside because that's the catchphrase that, for that's, the universe. That's what we do. We think outside. <laughs> it happens. Okay. I uh, Reviews? Reviews. Okay. This week um, we have two reviews to read. The first is from one Bobby Hawk. You got comics in my procedural show. You got procedurals in my comics show. <laughs> uh, longtime DC fan Bill Meeks walks comics novice and Ray Moon. Oh, yeah. Uh, through an urban jungle ha- that is Gotham. Misspelled. Um, <laughs> this is a great podcast for longtime fans of the comics or those just tuning in because they thought they like the show and have never seen a comic. Anytime a listener uh, might ask themselves, 
what is Bill talking about? <laughs> is probably about the time Anne Marie would chime in. What are you talking about, Bill? What's the killing joke? What's the killing joke? Um, <laughs> they complement each other quite nicely in that regard. The two hosts have a great time together, and that totally comes through. And uh, the other one here is from Ron P. And uh, Ron P. said, uh, first of all, the subject is my favorite Gotham podcast. I really enjoyed the spoiler cast show tonight. What a great way to get us uh, back excited about Gotham. I can't wait to see what happens on the next episode. This is definitely my favorite Gotham podcast, and believe me, I've tried others. I look forward to hearing more of your commentaries on this and other shows if you do those much love and uh thank you ron p thank you ron p uh, please it, check out greetings from story bro yeah definitely talk about once upon a time yeah it's a it's a good one and we might be doing some more too uh soon with the whole patreon thing where yes if the patron patron does mm-hmm. good we can do more yeah and we'd love it if you could go over to itunes or stitcher radio and leave us a review and we'll read it on the show like we just did yep, yep, yep. okay uh, now one thing uh before we get back to the main discussion but this is relevant to the episode totally i spotted a big easter egg uh last night and i think i was the only one to do it because i i posted it all around the internet today and i was the only one doing it and everyone was like yes you're right okay Aww, so he loves when he's right i know so uh the the last scene there with commissioner Loeb, where jim is like i'm taking you down next buddy peter scolari guy from the new heart show uh, he uh the commissioner Commissioner Loeb comes in with a bunch of uh, Gotham City Police Department uh, police officers around him. And I recognized, uh, I I believe he was a chief, Chief O'Hara from the 1960s series. uh, We'll have this link in our show notes at legendsofgotham.com or the picture. But I'm I'm putting it up on the screen for the video video right now. Almost a spitting image of, uh, I forget the actor's name, but the guy who played Chief O'Hara on the 60s Batman TV show, which it, it just has to be intentional, right? It has to be. This this isn't a mm-hmm. show that's going to have those accidents. They're doing that on purpose. Yeah, it's it's way too close. It's the exact same uniform, and the guy looks almost – it has the same His facial structure. Scowl. Yeah, it has the same scowl. It looks exactly like him. So I'd, I'd really love it if they made this guy like a, a reoccurring character. You know, I think he should just pop up randomly. Because Chief O'Hara – like even in the comics, Chief O'Hara has very rarely shown up. He's he, There's an oh, really? incontinuity version, but he – he doesn't show up very much. Oh. He, w- he was a creation specifically for the 60s show. Oh. So, and, and Bobby's saying he saw it as well. No, you didn't, Bobby. Okay, so uh, <laughs> let's go here. Uh, next up, I wanted to talk about kind, kind of the thing they did with, uh, you know, introducing us to the ogre, even though he wasn't interacting uh, with, with everyone in yes. the episode. So, you know, they had those strange little cutaways where we, we would see the ogre uh, seducing his victim and uh, torturing her and everything. And, you, you know, they, they were interesting, but they felt just a little bit off to me. And I think it came down to a POV problem, a point yeah. of view problem. I, now, I, generally when we have stuff going on in the show it's being seen through the lens of one of our main characters your jim gordon your bruce wayne mm-hmm. your uh, oswald cobblepots uh oswald you know basically the main cast the people who right. show up uh, right at the top and everything so uh, you know all these scenes that we get with the ogre in this episode uh-huh. the our main characters aren't there we're we're learning information that they don't know and it was fuzzy mm-hmm they had a, like a fuzz over it. Yeah, it looked almost like kind of like a grindhouse film or something, sort of effect with a grain and kind of yeah. shakiness and stuff like that. A little that. bit. No, so you know, I, I think that's why it felt off to me, just because we weren't learning about this villain through the main characters. We right. were just learning about him off on his own adventure, right? 
which was a little weird. With it, a different chick each time. Mm-hmm. With, and I, I'm assuming that it, it was probably done as kind of an info dump, a way for us to get a really clear idea of the guy's MO and the way he operates and mm. even his demeanor and everything. So that way they don't have to uh, waste a whole lot of time in the next couple episodes with this character, uh, you know, catching the audience up while they're catching Jim up. I, I do wonder, though, uh, will Jim discover everything we know right now about the ogre or will it mo- everything mostly be left in the dark with him? Like, I wonder, I, w- I, I wonder if Jim will still have questions about the ogre after the ogre's been defeated. That's kind of what I'm curious about. I have no idea. You have no idea? I have no idea because mm. how is he going to get him with he? Yeah, I, well, I, I, My question's why? In, in that right. hypothetical, it's assuming that the ogre dies at the end or whatever. Right. So, like, I, I don't know. It, 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 it was kind of an interesting choice for them, though. Probably one of the most uh, experimental kind of things they've done outside of the pilot where they were doing, like, the crazy, like, shaky cams. Oh, stuff I'm Jim so Gordon. glad they stopped with the shaky cams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that... they kind of dropped the whole Jim having PSD from being in the war thing entirely. Yeah, <laughs> like, it didn't read well. No, no, I guess not. But but yeah, it, 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 so I, I'm wondering, you know, if Jim does go in there and discover a lot of this information, though, it's probably going to feel really repetitive. But at the same time... Uh, it depends on how he discovers it. Yeah, that's true. Because, well... The way they have it set up, or at least the way the character is even set up. Yeah. You know, he's going to go after somebody that's close mm. to Jim. Come on, people. We've seen promo <laughs> pictures, right? Like, we know what's going on. So. Yeah, but it's, it's definitely one of those things. Uh, it, I'm sure it was just to grease the wheels for the next couple episodes. A very uh, unusual and uh, challenging or interesting choice uh, from them. And I think it kind of worked. I guess we'll have to wait for the other couple episodes to yeah, find out for sure. Exactly. I, I do like that we have this arc for another two episodes. Definitely. Definitely. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Harvey. Many, many things about darling Harvey. As always, he fights and he fights and he fights with Jim and he preaches to him and he tells him, can't you just deal with it? <laughs> and then he goes along and does whatever Jim wanted him to do anyway. Mm-hmm. I believe Jim told him to get his ass out of the chair or something this week like well he, he just has to be the contrarian exactly, you know? exactly. <clears throat> while, while giving jim spanish lessons <laughs> let me say this in spanish no no <laughs> um they needed alvarez for that interpretation um let's see i love how he gave ed the riddle or the joke and it completely caught him off guard he's like is, is that a riddle is that a riddle is that a riddle <laughs> um i really like, like playing oh, he, with my camera now sorry he likes riddles uh, um okay but the terror in his eyes want the broken heart picture mm. um it was almost as if the ogre has gotten somebody he loves you think it, it, i mean it, he he knew somebody mm. who personally was attacked by this guy I could see that. Although I, I do think it's weird that anytime something comes through the GCPD that he only the, well, I was going to say only the upper level uh, people are supposed to know about. Harvey always knows about it. Like, There's more stories there that we don't know. Yeah. He may have been mm. up there and got knocked back down. Yeah, we haven't really got a good uh, Harvey-centered episode since uh, Spirit of the Goat. That's or, what I was going to say. And then the one where he was uh, invested with the Scarecrow. Yeah, but still, we need, we need a real... Need some more backstory. We're, we need to know someone else in his life where where does harvey go when he's not hanging out with jim gordon he's always hanging out with jim he just gordon. sits there at the desk waiting for jim to get back <laughs> drink 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 um but it did seem a little weird like because harvey talks about him like he's a legend mm-hmm. and like he's been around and around and around yeah Joker's not that old well i mean he almost 40 but he could have been around for a decade because i mean yeah. j- just going you know real world that actor he was on heroes about a decade ago yeah i know he's so 30, he's 37 Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but no it's like i don't know it just seems weird that nobody else knows about it 
Like mm-hmm. I know he keeps saying it's only the upper level people are supposed to know about it. Yeah. But how do only the upper level people know about all these stories? <laughs> it's just weird. You, you get you get a, a docket. You didn't see anything of, on of, the copier? Like you get a docket of upper level information once you hit the upper level. <laughs> <laughs> Here's all the stories that you've missed in the past ten years. So. <laughs> I don't know, but we see the sort of this is going back and forth with the whole the ogre's not that old. He only has thirteen victims, and he seems to balance pretty quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's that. Next. Next. Sorry. Well, you know, he he does definitely keep them for, you know, months at a time, too. Right. So, so there is weeks to months. Mm-hmm. So uh, something uh, interesting, kind of surprising to me in this episode concerning Fish's morality. Now, I, I didn't expect Fish to rescue all those people who helped her uh, work no. her way to the top of the mansion. Yeah, because, you know, I, I was expecting Fish Mooney to look out for Fish Mooney, and that's the only person Fish Mooney's looking out for. That's the only person Fish Mooney's ever looked out yeah. for. Yeah, but no, not only does she save all those people who helped her but she also kills all the people who didn't you know right the people who were mean to her basically all minus, minus one uh well-placed shotgun shot uh she did everything right like everything worked out pretty much completely. she did as good as she could have so i you know like i said historically she's only cared about fish mooney so i just wonder like does she at this point does she regret betraying falcone and you know if maybe maybe this was her way of kind of atoning for it a little bit and i i you know the old saying on among thieves we've never really seen fish have much honor among thieves no she has no honor among anybody she kills everybody yeah so maybe there is a little bit there under the surface maybe oh yeah i do think it's weird that so many of my points this week were about fish mooney and it was probably the least interesting plot line to me except until the end when i kind of got my Uh, exactly it's also funny because you've been pretty (laughs) meh on fish the entire season Mm -hmm. so well i liked her i liked her at the beginning i i liked her until she went out to the island really yeah, yeah. Like, what, I there think were part. Um, there were like was... episodes like three and four. Her performance was a little, little uneven. Yeah, but she was just getting I liked her the for role. the most part. Okay. Um. So I do like how Fish tricked the killer group into the escape and basically giving her her out. You were done, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, just realized <laughs> I just went on to my next point. That's fine. Um. Come see the softer side of Fish. Bobby says in the chat room. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but- Never mind. I can't repeat. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. But it seemed weird that, you know, how did they know about the gate? Yeah. Like, I how, mean, I guess how she probably. Gate, how did that gate open even? Like, it didn't. Well, I mean, when, when she came down to rescue, to finally get them out of there and doll maker stands oh, between Oh, I wasn't the even gate, thinking that And gate. the gate just like swings open. I don't think it was locked because she had just been down there. Oh, okay. Okay. That so makes she sense left then. it and probably closed mm-hmm. it, but didn't lock it. Ah. And they just pushed it. She was okay. just gesturing. Um, I mean the gate by the boat. Mm. How how did they know about the gate? Well, didn't she tell them? That's what I realized yeah. after I said it. <laughs> so, because obviously they don't know that she can't go outside. Mm-hmm. Why would they know? Yeah, that's true. So um, I, I I did like kind of kind of the way she uh, she kind of gauged the situation by stepping out there. But I'm also really surprised she wasn't shot immediately by the catcher. Um, I think because she was in a non-threatening mm-hmm. way out there yeah. and she was in the all white, like they had to mm-hmm. know who she was, at least a marginal amount. So it, it might take from this though, that all the employees they have out there are all people who were abducted <laughs> that he decided to trust. I don't think so. No, those guys weren't. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, like all the all the staff, all the medical staff inside the facility. I don't know. I have no idea what's going just, on. Just just because it was really weird. Because you'd think, you know, if you know they hired professional nurses or something to come in there and assist and stuff, that they would let them, you know, step outside for a smoke break or something, you know, and not just immediately bring in the guns. But they may have a special room for that type of thing. I, I don't know. I, I I need just like a basic uh, layout. Uh, yeah. I, I need an onboarding for uh, Dr. Tomakers. Uh, <gasps> I don't want an onboarding for Dr. Tomakers. Um, but I do enjoy the fact that she can fly a helicopter. Good to know. Even after being shot. Trivia Fish Mooney can fly a helicopter. Right. Also, the first time I was watching it, I totally didn't see the boat that first time she was looking out the window. I just saw the uh-huh. helicopter. And the second time I was like, oh, the boat. The boat was there the whole the time. The boat was there the whole time. <laughs> So, yeah, neat. Okay, and the, the last thing I really wanted to Where did she learn to drive a helicopter, though? A helicopter driving school. Uh, okay. Falcone has one. It's fine. Uh, but Loeb's plan in this episode, his plan to kind of, uh, you know, muscle Jim Gordon out of the situation since he's becoming an issue. Right. I, I thought it was a really smart way to set Jim up. It, first of all, it played off his ego by puffing him up. You know, we need we need your help to clean up the fir- force, guy. Right. Come on. Yeah. Come on. We want to help you clean up the force. We want to be good cops, too, just like you, Jimmy. And, you know, kind of. Wow. We want to be just like you. We want to be just like you. So, you know, it really puffs him up and kind of uh, leans into, you know, how he's feeling about himself as a force in the city anyway. Right. So it's also a very common method to manipulate people. You know, those guys in the mall that have like the the sea salt lotion and stuff. They're just like, oh, you have such soft hands. Let me rub this product. Can you give me 40 bucks? You know, (laughs) sort of thing. So, so uh, it, it's easy to spot, you know, if you're walking through the mall or something, uh, you know, and you, you're expecting it from, from uh-huh. somebody. Very easy to spot. If you're not expecting it from somebody, like, say, a young recruit comes up to you and, and gives you this line, you know, it's probably going to work on you. Right. So, and it does on Jim, obviously. You know, so that that young cop Glenn, you know, just completely slid under his radar. But I, I really liked it just because of how uh, kind of cold, clean, and vicious it was. The whole plan, yeah. you know, because basically what Loeb was doing is he was like, okay, we're just gonna have him sending sending him off on the right moral path, and it's gonna get the people he loves and probably himself killed, and then right. he won't be my problem anymore. Right. So, so I, I, I was really uh, excited about that, and I was also excited that we're going to get more of Peter Scolari because Jim's going after uh, him next. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's on Jim's hit list and everything. What's up? <laughs> Marshall, why am I the only one who can't think of funny things to say in the chat? <laughs> that, that was actually really funny, but Marshall. That was, that was funny, Marshall. Good job. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Arbitrary scale. Ah, uh, the arbitrary, arbitrary scale. Arbitrary scale. Uh, okay, out of 45 Fifty Shades of Grey dungeons... Uh, how many Fifty Shades of Grey dungeons would you give this episode? Really? Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 37? Why? It was 37, 45, right? Yeah, out of 45. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It was good. I liked it. Things happened. Mm-hmm. There's room for improvement is my you know, usual standby <laughs> response. Yes. Nothing is perfect. Um. Yeah. 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 I'm sticking with okay. it. And as for me, I think I'm going to go with uh, 27. 27 uh, Shades of Grey Dungeons out of 45. Just because I, I, I like the episode and the parts I liked about it, I really, really liked about it. But at the same time, I like I said, I, I thought the uh, the kind of a trick they did with the POV and the ogre and everything yeah. just felt a little off to me based on just on based on the precedent they've set in the show. Uh-huh. At the same time, it was a little exciting. It was really fun. Yeah. 
yeah. Uh, but and uh, you know, I I think the fish plot line it it just always feels slow because it's so disconnected from everything else going on in the show. Which means it's not going to be for much longer. Yeah, there's no way that it can stay disconnected. Yeah, like really, uh, my whole evaluation or ideas about the fish plot line it all depends on how it ends up. Yeah, you know, in the season finale or everything. So I guess we'll know in a few weeks, which is a lot of fun. Crazy. Okay, well, uh, we're gonna get into some news and some letters and stuff here. Yep. But first, uh, what we're doing now, uh, we mentioned we don't do uh, the Audible ads anymore. Right. What we're doing is we're we're running uh, internal promos for uh, other podcasts on uh, – well, not really a network, but that we do. That we do. Uh, and this one is uh, – we did uh, – this last week's episode of Universe Box at universebox.com was drunk. And we did a power hour and we edited this little video together, a little one-minute video to kind of show you what you've been what missing like. in Universe Box. So watch this and then we'll be we we'll be will back. be back. I can't talk. We must have missed a couple, so I'm going to just finish this wine I have here. One, two, three, let's go. I lied. I'm not going to finish it. And if you want to check more of that out, uh, check out uh, Universe Box at universebox.com. We have a couple of ratings here from people in here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Marshall gives it 33 Fifty Shades of Grey dungeons. Uh, Bobby gives it 42 shades. Just shades. Just shades. And uh, Wynn gives it 25 shades. Meh. She says meh. meh. 25 shades. So yeah. Wynn's throwing the shade. Yes. And I did get very slurry by the end of that power hour. Yeah, so did sure. you, Bobby. Okay. And now, time for the news. News. First up, the ratings on Fox Gotham returned to a 1.5 share, down 25% from a 2.0 in adults 18 to 18. 18 to 18. 18 to 18. There was only 18-year-olds watching this. 18 to 49 rating for its most recent original episode. But it's not to be expected. I mean, it was coming off a hiatus. Yeah, big hiatus and everything. So people aren't in the habit yet of a coming no, back they were and back watching the it. They will be now. They will for sure. Here, yes. let's see here. Next up, we have the uh, – oh, I uh, – Did you just close the wrong window? I closed the wrong window, yeah. Good. Okay, we're going to show you the preview for next week's episode, Under the Knife, here. And, preview. Uh, so, Actually, since we don't do the ads anymore, we can actually show you the preview, which is kind of fun. So let's go here. We'll go and watch it. You do understand anything that happens is my fault. (laughs) I love that he's taken. Hero cop who's going to clean up Gotham. Yeah, it looks like uh, Jim doing a very public takedown of the ogre. Ooh, we finally get that episode. Yeah, Nygma with the knife. Uh, See for yourself. Leslie and Barbara getting stalked by the ogre. Barbara ends up in the Fifty Shades of Grey horde. Creepy. That's so perfect Thanks. for her, like though. like and subscribe. No, what? I'm not going to like no. and subscribe, YouTube. Who are you, little YouTube <laughs> I, I, man? I don't, I don't know what that was at all. I'm scared now. 
I'm absolutely scared now. Okay, uh, you want to talk about this next one? Sure, this next one. Um, It's a great friend of ours, Rebecca Johnson. Um, She um, was recently um, diagnosed and battling breast cancer. Um, We do have a voicemail from her. We do have a voicemail from her. um, But she wrote a blog post about how... um, Oh, excuse me. Speaking, speaking doesn't work for me always. (laughs) Um how Black Canary and Arrow and all of that really helped her and motivated her through her fight. Um, and it's been picked up by quite a few places. Um, yeah, there's they, been a lot of response, I believe, from the actress yeah, and everything. She she had it up on, on her Tumblr, but we all, we'll link to the uh, moviepilot.com uh, right. story in our show notes. That, uh, Which I believe does link to her about. Tumblr. Yes. So definitely. follow her. She's good people. Yeah, and she's she, a great geek. She's a huge, <laughs> huge DC fan, too. She, she She's yeah. uh, one of the co-hosts of Supergirl Radio, right. who's on the DC TV podcast. Uh, with us. Collaboration with us. Yes. So, so um, she's amazing. She's mm. fighting cancer, fought cancer. I don't, I, I'm mm. lost where she's yeah. at on it, but mm. she's doing good, and that makes me happy. Okay. Big puffy hearts for you, Becca. <laughs> and our last story here, uh, if you're uh, concerned about spoilers for the DC Comics, uh, Batman Comics, I would go ahead and skip a couple minutes ahead, because <laughs> uh, if you didn't know, after uh Convergence happens this summer. There's going to be a new Batman who's like in a weird mech suit kind of thing. And we found out uh, today it was leaked the identity of said Batman. Here's the bat suit, by the way. It looks kind of like very he's carrying a gun, kind of rough and tumble and everything. So in this is this is really relevant to Gotham, by the way, because the new Batman is none other than a mustacheless Jim Gordon. <gasps> yes, it's him in the bat suit, uh, and he's uh, being Batman for the Gotham City Police Department. Ooh. And uh, even uh, I mean, it has the traditional red hair that uh, Commissioner Gordon has in the comics. But I, I think they. Kind Kind of made his face look a little Ben McKenzie-ish, too. A little bit. A little Definitely. bit there. But, uh, yeah, from our, our, our buddies over at Blaster.com, that article. Okay, now let's see here. Okay, so now on to some listener feedback. Lots of feedback. I love it. As always, when you get done watching uh, the episode next week, what I need you to do is I need you to go out on a date with a girl. Oh, hey. Take her to a speakeasy. Kind of hit her up with some really kind of cheesy, kind of lame pickup lines. Take her back to her your apartment. Email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. <laughs> Email Tweet- us about your date, please. <laughs> Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number, which we almost always play, is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Sorry, I'm talking really slow here because I was waiting three, to see. Oh, five, and as two, always, we're going to start <laughs> off with Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Maybe. Hey, Bill and Marie, it's Bobby. Hey. <laughs> I know I've mentioned this before, but I uh, was not a fan of this show when it first started, the first few episodes were kind of uh, lackluster for me. But I have to say, each week lately, they've just been bringing it. I mean, I know it's been a, a minute since we got a new episode, but last night's was great. I loved every minute of the episode. Uh, it sucked to only see Alfred for a second, but it gave Bruce a chance to go out on his own and finally show what he's made of. I mean, he got he got it done, you know? Got crap done. <laughs> Uh, it was really cool to see him just for a second, you know, want to push that guy out the window. But then he's like, wait a second, I, I can't do that. I'm Bruce Wayne. And then Kat was like, oh, well, I can. And just tossed him out the window. Uh, the little scene with Gordon and Bruce was great. Uh, with Gordon or uh, Bruce acting all nervous and like, oh, I, I cut this bread 
too too thick bit and I all I'm, 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 <laughs> that was funny. He, I hate it when that you happens. You can see he's just like barely holding it together without Alfred there. Love the beats with Penguin. And I don't know if we've got his name before. Uh, I guess his henchman's name is Gabe. And he's one of my favorite characters on the show. I thought the case this week was awesome. I mean, I know this is going to carry over for at least another week. We've talked about that uh, with uh, the ogre. I mean, it just sucks because I really like Milo uh, Ventimiglia as a as an actor. Um, so it just sucks to have to hate him. <laughs> and I'm getting a bit tired of fish on the island, so I thought it was great that not only did they get her off of there, uh, potentially, I guess, considering what happened there on the helicopter, but I thought they did it in a pretty cool way to show that, you know, maybe she does actually care for these other people, especially Kelly. You know, it was really cool to see her help him, considering how much she had screwed him over the last episode. <laughs> the one thing I am disappointed about is, what the hell happened to Montoya and Allen? Yes. Yes. It's like the writers Preach. decided that since they're no longer a foil to Gordon, they just don't need to be on the show anymore. <laughs> well, sorry to keep this uh, email or voicemail or whatever you want to call it so long, but I uh, really love the episode and uh, I'll give it nine of ten lost fingers. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Bobby. And yeah, Bobby was wondering uh, what was going on with his voicemail. Generally, uh, he little, sends them in a little earlier. Well, the thing, a <laughs> little behind the sauce here. Uh, generally, what we do with all the voicemails when we get them is we go and do a little noise removal and we do something called truncate silence yeah. to make them a little shorter. So if you heard a bunch of pauses in there that aren't usually there, Bobby, or some weird background noises. You sent it in super late as a joke, which was hilarious, but we, we but didn't have enough time to do Yeah, we didn't have enough time. <laughs> to get all that pre post work done but we did on Dave from Michigan's voicemail so take it away Dave Hey Bill and Ann Marie it's Dave from Michigan uh, calling in about Gotham that I watched last night Hey Dave I'm going to start you over Hey again. Bill and Ann Marie it's Dave from Michigan <laughs> uh, calling in about Gotham that I watched last night I think it's a pretty good show so far I think that this is the ending of this season so far that's picking up some good steam but I wanted to call for you to talk, tell you guys something that happened to me when I was watching this episode I kept thinking to myself that's not really him that's Tyler I don't know if you guys will get that <laughs> <laughs> but I'm assuming some of your listeners will. But yes. uh, that's the only we thing I could it. think of the entire time that the ogre was being so evil. So, all right, have a good show. That is fantastic on so many levels. Actually, I don't know if we've ever mentioned this on this show before, but Heroes was actually one of the first shows that we started like yeah, it was us digging together yeah. and everything. So yeah, yes. we know some heroes. We we got that reference, Dave. Thank you. Okay, next up is uh, Joel from Portland. Take it away, Joel. Hey guys, this is Joel from Portland, and, and I'm chilling out with my friend Robert and Tars. Hi, Robert and Tars. Done watching this week's episode which I like to call Fifty Shades of Ogre because this dude, <laughs> it, it, it was clearly a page straight out of Grey's Anatomy, or oh, not yeah. Grey's Anatomy, but uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Anyways, uh, a lot of exposition in this episode. They set a lot of stuff up, so it was mostly boring. The only exciting part was the lady who owned the bar that the penguin was trying to buy. Interesting thing, if you look at her collar, it looks like the bat cow upside down. So it kind of looked like it was a shadow of Batman. <laughs> Anyways, um, it, was, it was okay episode. I kind of liked them going after the guy who stabbed uh, Alfred. And that was some really good acting from that actor. I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff, so it was good to see him actually put out some chops. But, uh, yeah, uh, arbitrary rating, I would give this episode, you know, 13 out of 20 rolling pins. So, anyways, thanks for the show. Interested in your guys' thoughts. Talk to you later. 
Thank you very much, Thank you so Joel. much. Yeah, and I, I believe that's the second time we've heard from Joel. Yes. I love his stuff. I love so it. Good definitely times. send more in. Next up is Rebecca. Take it away, Rebecca. Rebecca! What's up, Legends of Gotham? What's this up? Is Rebecca Johnson, and I'm calling about the episode Beasts of Prey. I liked that this episode finally had some forward movement in Fish's story on the island. I had been thinking that the all-white outfit she was wearing was bad news, because in TV, that usually means that they're going to throw some blood on it, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Uh, loved Bruce and Selena's scenes as per the usual, and I thought it was very in character that when Bruce felt like he needed to kill someone, Selena would step in and do it so he wouldn't have to. I thought that was very true to their relationship, that she would take the fall for him, so I really liked that. And I also loved angry Jim Gordon at the end of the episode, <laughs> and since he's determined to go after Loeb, do you think this is the start of his journey to becoming Commissioner Gordon? Well, I am glad to have the show and your podcast back, so can't wait to hear your thoughts. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. Yeah, I think I actually wrote in my notes. Oh, but if he if he uh, takes Loeb down, who will they get to replace Loeb? Who could who could who it be? could it possibly be? Maybe Mr. Jim Gordon himself, Jimmy Gordon. Jim Gordon. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Jimmy G. I like to call him Jimmy G. Thank you very much, Rebecca. Thank you, Rebecca. And uh, to wrap up here, uh, we have a tweet from Win and. Tweet, uh, tweet. Wynn said, loved Cat last night, but would rather have seen Frankenwoman rampage over the rest. Hated the Fifty Shades of Slay segment. <laughs> but then uh, she also pointed out, uh, I guess they're doing this uh, kind of like a humorous hashtag. Uh, next week on Gotham, uh, go to Twitter and search for this. Check it out if you want to. Uh, let's see here. Next week on Gotham. Next week on Gotham. Cat's pushing Reggie. There's an ogre goon, little boy Bruce, and a hole in fish moon. <laughs> um, let's see. Next week on Gotham, uh, while out with Cat, Bruce sees something in the sky and asks what it is. Cat says, it's a bat, man. Lots of these. Uh, <laughs> funny, funny, sometimes funny, not so funny. Funny, funny, But mostly funny things. Uh, just by uh, searching the uh, next week on Gotham hashtag over there on the Twitters. That's fun. Uh, now, like I said, next week, uh, when you're done, done watching the episode at the speakeasy, you might as well watch it at the watch speakeasy. Watch it at the speakeasy. Absolutely. They don't need a liquor license, but they yeah. do need cable. Ta- take your uh, date back to your apartment. Oh. Stab her in the stomach and chest. <gasps> then email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. The Facebook is facebook.com slash legendsofgotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Please do not murder or injure people. We are not endorsing that. I am. Where can people no. find you online, Anne-Marie? On Twitter at Simone, And we could talk about how crazy Bill is with his statement. And as for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Meeks. You can follow the uh, books I write, the superhero uh, adventure series, Dogboy Adventures, at dogboyadventures.com. And you can follow the other podcasts we do at universebox.com, greetingsfromstorybrook.com, and there's no uh, there's no third one.com because we're on it right now, Legends of Gotham. Uh, <laughs> I don't like know I, what's wrong with me tonight. Like something. I said, uh, you guys are going to uh, see yes. a Universe Box special on Superman come yes. through your feed over the weekend. So enjoy. I hope you enjoy it. And if you like it, please subscribe to Universe Box. We're having a lot of fun over there and we'd it's love to so- so good and too. you know it's stories set to a theme and there's a whole mm-hmm. a completely different theme every week oh yeah yeah we've talked home we've talked cookies we've talked coffee like what i'm is... sure eventually we'll get to batman too we are talking harry potter at one point harry just, potter just so you know yeah we've already what was the one we already did where did did one like that nickelodeon nickelodeon old school nickelodeon lots old of good stuff school nickelodeon okay, but it's yep. great to be back gothamites it's so good we're super pumped i love it super duper duper ah, duper duper awesome. pumped and it's gonna gonna bring this season home here uh which uh, actually, I believe the 
year anniversary of our first episode is like in a week or two. Is it? Yeah. So. <gasps> we should do a thing. Like a cake. Maybe I should make cookies. I have a Batman cookie cutter. Do it. Oh, now I have to do it. Okay. Join us next time for more <laughs> Legends, Legends of, of Gotham. Gotham. Ah! Oh, oh, oh. oh. Hey. Gas Monkey says, I'll say this before. I swing away on a branch with some banana pudding. Gotham would be far more successful than Daredevil's is this week. If oh. it was Gotham on Netflix all at once, it would be far more popular. Definitely. And we've, we've talked about that too, Gas yeah. Monkey, whoever yes, you are. Yes, Gas Monkey. Uh, but, uh, we, I would like we, some banana pudding.